Hi, this is Keith, and welcome to Klozmer Podcast 89 for May 29th, 2012. The website is klozmerpodcast.com, and you can send me an email at keith at klozmerpodcast.com. My interview guests on this episode of the podcast are members of the Golden State Klezmers. We visit with Zenobi Goro on clarinet, Richard Bernard on guitar and banjo, and Vic Kohler on bass. I recorded this interview after their performance in Anaheim, California on March 25th, 2012. We had a lively three-way discussion that I think you'll enjoy listening to, and after that we'll listen to a track that I recorded from their live show. After that, I've got a special surprise for you in store, so uh, be sure to stay tuned. So here we go with my interview with the Golden State Klezmers. Hi, this is Keith with Klezmer Podcast. I'm visiting with uh, the Golden State Klezmers. Just had a show in uh, Anaheim, California. And... Uh, Let's see, Vic and uh, Richard. Richard and Zenovi from uh, Golden State Klezmers. Um, let's see, who, who would like to start? Uh, we had a fabulous show. Uh, you have six-piece group yeah, that's right. and uh, a lot of energy. It was a great, a great performance. Uh, Richard, uh, tell us about uh, how the group uh, began. Um. Generally, these guys uh, that we work with are uh, are in this from the 1970s, and there was um, string band revivals and there was klezmer revivals starting like around the 1970s, and some of us got into um, playing music of our heritage, stuff we'd heard all of our lives. Like in my case, I heard uh, Yiddish and Russian folk music at home as well as Italian. And um, in Zinovi's case, however, um, Zinovi's from Kiev, Ukraine, and he, uh, it was during the Soviet era, so Zinovi didn't play a lot of Jewish music. He was no, trained under no, the Soviet system. Um, and when people like Zinovi came here to America and met us guys who were into uh, all kinds of um, Eastern European folk music, particularly Southeastern, then it was really a great meeting, and, and we've learned so much from each other. When I came uh, in 1979... Uh, klezmer music was forbidden at all. Okay, I know personally guys who who was fired from playing uh, Havana Gila, okay, on the job. Okay, it was absolutely forbidden. And when I came here, okay, I have no idea about klezmer music. I start playing this here because of uh, you know LPs of Georg Feidman. Okay, I was amazed how he play. Okay, that's why I start playing, and uh, I discovered that it was big market. For this music, okay, nobody care about you know Mozart concerto or Weber concerto, but everybody asks klezmer, klezmer, klezmer. So I start interesting, okay, I start playing, and I play since then, since 1979. This is Richard again, Zanovi. Um, how much Jewish folk music did you actually hear when you were young? Because you're Jewish, you you your parents are both Jewish. Uh, I hear this music, okay, but I don't play ever. This music, okay, it was in the air, okay, my parents know, my mother, she, she was a professional uh, piano player, okay, and my grandmother, okay, always sings these songs, okay, but I never song, thought that I will play this, okay, because I was strictly classical guy. Uh, and Vic, uh, you're the bass player. That's right. <laughs> and uh, do a, a fabulous job, both uh, plucking and, and with the bow. Uh, what, what's your uh, musical background? 
well, I started out actually playing folk music when I was really young. Started when I was five. And later, you know, got more, as I got more serious about music, um, I kind of got away from that and played, uh, played jazz and played classical. And so I was classically trained and trained in a jazz, uh, at a jazz school. And, uh, but because I had this in my head as a as a young man or as a young boy, it was something that was always around me, and so uh, it fit. My my family's from Eastern Europe, from Romania and from Macedonia, and I'd played this folk music. And when I started playing klezmer, it was a natural, you know, it fit right into what I'd been doing as as a young as a young person. So it, it's it's quite interesting. I kind of went full circle. Wow. So how did you guys uh, get together amongst yourselves and, and form the band? Uh, first of all, it was a small group. It was a clarinet, accordion, and guitar. Okay, it was a Jewish, uh, Russian newcomers festival in 1918, May. Okay, and after this, uh, step by step, I, I was... I started, you know, no musicians. I met Maimon, violin player, and after this, I met Richard. Later, I met Vic, uh, Isaac on the accordion, okay? And we start playing together, okay? We're playing since then, okay? And it's a big deal when orchestra playing together for many years, okay? This is not a pickup orchestra, okay? It's more or less we play together always. Sometimes we play three people or four people. Today we play six people, but it's the same people, the same circle, okay? They know what they're doing. They know repertoire. It's it's great feeling, okay, when everybody knows what they're doing. Right, and you have uh, some recordings, yes, uh, because uh, I remember... Uh, I, uh, somebody gave me uh, one of your recordings from from JMG. Uh, it was first CD. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. We have three CDs. Yes, we have three CDs. Yes. Okay, and um, uh, so when was the most recent one? Is and and most recent one? It was a special CD. Okay, I made this like memorable CD. It's clarinet and piano only, okay? And believe it or not, it was all klezmer music, but all slow. Not even <laughs> one tune fast, okay? It was a special one. Okay, it's not maybe not very popular, okay? But uh, I felt uh, need uh, to do this, okay? I did this for my two grandfathers who've been killed by Germans, okay, during the war, okay? So... I have their photos inside, okay, and it's like oh, nice. to memory for them, okay? Yeah. But otherwise, we have two CDs, okay, what you have from yeah. Jewish Music Group, and we had another one, okay, also, okay? Very successful, okay? We are very happy what we did. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> we can't enlarge upon it. It's, it's just, you know, it's, it's the standard. Right, right. So, um, and where, where did you uh, get your repertoire uh, for all this music? Uh, it's all traditional um, things, or have you written some some new tunes as well? Uh, I like to write uh, some nihilistic, uh, antisocial uh, songs that are a fusion, yeah, of, uh, of klezmer music and Eastern European and Balkan music in particular, and folk rock and rock and roll and, and all that. Um, in terms of what this band's repertoire is, uh, Generally, with the recordings, we stick to public domain things. 
That's a good thing because we're playing authentic folk music for the most part, and there, there's some Yiddish theater music mixed in. But by and large, I think our first CD was all traditional, uh, all written by Mr. Anonymous. And um, second CD had on a couple of uh, Yiddish theater songs, and that music is great music. It's so classic. It, it's timeless, and people think it's folk music, although it's really Yiddish theater music from Second Avenue Yiddish Theater, Lower East Side in New York. And that stuff went straight back to Europe, too, and it's standard in Europe now, even though it was actually written in New York, and that's what people frequently cite as the fusion between the early jazz musicians and the uh, klezmer players and the influence on uh, black musicians and the uh, Sicilian uh, New Orleans jazz musicians and the Jewish musicians all fusing together to create a style that was really distinctly American. You notice I play banjo on a couple of songs tonight, and uh, that banjo went, uh, once again, from America, from Africa to America, back to Europe. And um, there's that famous picture of the uh, Warsaw Ghetto uh, Children's Choir, and the accompanist is playing banjo. <laughs> Very good. Um, I, I know there was some banjo done on the, the Lower East Side. Uh, it, it kind of crept in, um, I suppose, maybe replacing, I don't know if it replaced a accordion or if it was uh, no, it, uh, it, it a... No, it wasn't replacing the accordion. The point of the banjo was uh, it was the only string instrument loud enough loud enough to be heard over the horn section in the days before microphones. So if you can just imagine, it wasn't very long ago that there were no microphones, and we had to just blast out as loud as we could, and we discovered that banjo, back in the 1920s or so, uh, was the loudest uh, instrument that could play a, a rhythm. Guitar, they always, uh, when I was a kid, they called guitar, that's, that's not a real instrument, that's a rhythm instrument, you know? <laughs> so what we're doing uh, frequently, we work without a drummer frequently, and so uh, it's, it's playing it's the drum section and it's the guitar right. section and the harmony section and that's uh, that's that's the function of the of the instrument in, in the orchestra, particularly when we don't have a drummer. But we have a great bass player, Vic, who actually didn't mention this earlier, but uh, maybe you should tell him a little bit about your, the tamboritza uh, relationship between some of the tamboritza music that you played as a child and and uh, klezmer and, and other Eastern European string bands. Uh, thanks. Yeah, I guess. It's influenced uh, a lot by the Eastern Europeans. And my family, or on my father's side, at least they were Romani or Gypsy. And so uh, these klezmer bands would, would basically be put together uh, for, for, for events, you know, for a wedding, for a bar mitzvah, or whatever, whatever event would be happening in a village. And they would mix musicians readily. And so the repertoire... Between the different um, between the different musicians grew. Uh, there would be a musician from a from a Slavic band or a Bulgarian band, and they would begin to play these melodies, and the klezmer guys would pick up on the melody. And pretty soon, a, a tune that I'd played for years and years uh, as a as a young man uh, shows up in v- Zinovi's repertoire in an A section of a song that was always, that was a Greek song, you know, I'd been... Under different name. Uh, different okay. name, a different, you know, and, and, but there it is, plain as, you know, straight from, uh, actually that tune came from Crete. It's a Cretan melody, very well known. And, uh, yeah, so it's amazing, this exchange, this fusion. We think of fusion as being something very new, and and improvisation as being something new in American jazz. But we're improvising all the time. I mean, when we're on stage, 
the only thing we do the same every time is begin and end. <laughs> and, and so uh, we all kind of, okay, we'll start the same, we'll end the same, but we never know where it's going to go. And even in a medley, Zenovi can go to a medley we never played in that particular sequence. But everything has to go along with it. This band is great. Everyone's listening. And we have a lot of dynamics. You'll hear the band go down, the band come. I mean, there's no big rehearsal where we plan all this out. Don't go. Yeah. <laughs> They're famous to rehearse. It's the, it's the secret. It's the secret. It's a lot more money not to rehearse, by the way. It's the, the secret recipe. That's right. It just happens on the spot. Well, terrific. I uh, appreciate uh, your time. You know, uh, away from your uh, adoring fans over there for a few minutes. But um, if people want to find more about uh, Golden State Klezmers or, or buy your CDs or download the tracks, uh, where can they find it? Uh, they have to go to MySpace. What's that? Wait a minute. MySpace.com slash Golden State Klezmers. With S and it's one long word. Golden State Klezmer. MySpace.com slash Golden State Klezmers. So you have history of the band, you have a lot of photos, and you have a lot of uh, uh, tunes, okay? Really tunes, not pieces of the tune, not 20 seconds, okay? Tune from the beginning to end. I believe it's 10 or 12 of them. Okay, they're free to listen, okay? If they want it, okay, we also sell CDs, okay, they have t- my telephone, okay, they can call me, okay, and I will arrange, okay, for CDs. Terrific. Well, thank you very much, Golden State Klezmers, Vic Zanovi, Richard. Uh, thanks so much for your time, and uh, uh, had a great show today. Hope to see you again soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
we didn't miss the 740. Sleep in the station. Bye bye, 740. Yes, sir. It's ladies and gentlemen. Hi, everyone. This is Leob Sofer from Mostly Kosher, and you're listening to klezmerpodcast.com. Okay, I'm back. That was my interview with Zenovi Goro, Richard Bernard, and Vic Kohler of the Golden State Klezmers. And we heard the song 740 that I recorded from their live performance. So a big thank you to Golden State Klezmers for appearing on the podcast and for allowing me to play the track. Next up, I have a special surprise for you. Got a brand new track entitled Meshuggah from David Kleiman's Yiddish Dub Project from France. I just received this track from David and shout out to him for a great job on this track. Hope you all enjoy it. It is in dein Wickele, also lang wie die Besen noch klein. Die kennst in Welt in
m'endorme avec ce bordel. Ok, that was the track Meshuga from David Kleiman's Yiddish Dub Project from France. Thanks again, David. So if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or if you have a band that would like to appear on the podcast or have your music played, or if you have a recent or soon-to-be-released album you'd like me to review, please write to me at keith at klesmerpodcast.com. And again, the website is klesmerpodcast.com. And the music heard on Klesmer Podcast is for promotional purposes only and is used with permission. So that's about it for Klezmer Podcast 89. Again, thanks for listening. Please stay subscribed, tell your friends, and until next time, bye for now. <laughs>